a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars, with Alden Baker. Yeah, looking forward to this one. I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing for making this show happen. Flyracing.com. Check them out on the web. Exciting things coming from Fly Racing. Um, later this week, depending on when you're uh, listening to this or if it's after San Diego, you already know. Uh, either way, thanks to uh, Fly Racing for making it happen. Uh, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Ben LeMay, uh, tons of riders out there running ra- uh, Fly Racing, whether it's uh, Privateers or Factory Heroes, man. Benny Benny Boss, of course, before he got hurt. Justin Bogle, um, all of those guys. So, uh, yeah, check them out on the web, and they've got a gear line that makes sense for you, fits your budget, fits your uh, stylistic uh, concerns or anything else. Flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. And the mount- mountain bike stuff. I really love the mountain bike stuff. So, uh, Also, too, Maxxis Tires, MXST Tire, developed by Jeremy McGrath. They're out now. Chris Kiefer tested it. He likes them. Uh, also, uh, AJ Canzaro, running them in Supercross. So please check out AJ at a race. and Go ask the cat what he thinks of his MXSTs. And also, too, Alpine Stars, Tech 10 boot, redesigned, reimagined right now on the feet of some of the greatest racers in the sport. Uh, also, Tech 7 boots. Don't sleep on the Tech 7s. I love these things. Uh, they're my boot of choice. No booty in them. A wide toe box. Uh, I got bigger calves, so they fit perfectly with that. Really, really like the Tech 7s, so please check that out, as well as their Bionic Neck Support System, the A4 Chest Protector, or anything. You know Alpine Stars. You know the quality that they make. So, uh, all right, everybody. On to Uber Trainer to the Stars, Alden Baker. All right, everybody. As promised on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast show, uh, Uber Trainer, and uh, one of the best guys in the pits uh, I've found over the years, Alden Baker. Alden, what's up, man? Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. No, thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me uh, come on, and uh, we appreciate you, and, and uh, thanks for the kind words, mate. Yeah, all good. We were just talking about you last night on the Pulp Show, and, and we'll get into Coop and his success, and, and things are rolling for you. And we, we always said, like, you can tell a lot by, there's a lot of suspension guys that will tell you other suspension guys are morons and they don't know anything. There's a lot of trainers that'll tell you other trainers are morons and they don't need anything. You have all the mm. accolades and success in the sport, and we were talking about you, and we're saying, Alden doesn't do that. He doesn't go around saying, Look at my championships. Look at my program. It's 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 refreshing because in our pits, which are sometimes a bit of a high school mentality, you will get everyone doing that. And probably I'm guilty of that for other media people at times, you know. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's you always handle yourself, you know, in a very I feel upstanding way. So yeah. Well, thanks, Steve. I do appreciate that, and you know, I, I don't forget my roots, and I don't forget where we all kind of started and how that plays a big part and and also how 
in this sport, it does take, you know, a group effort and uh, there's a lot of pieces in the whole puzzle. And uh, I never want to get ahead of myself too, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I just feel like then you're not open to, to learning and getting better, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. Try, and, try and maintain that. Plus, I know if my dad ever heard me getting out of hand, he'd beat the living heck out of me. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's also that, right? Um, <laughs> there's a discipline part of it too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, and the reason we were brought you up because – Damn it, you're doing it again, Alden. Uh, this Cooper Webb kid, he he's had a couple of so-so years uh, after you know winning a lot, everything in the 250 class, switches to mm-hmm. KTM, gets in with you guys. We had an interview with him last week on the Pulp Show that was unbelievable. It was he told us how he practiced at 75 percent, and you were like, no, no, mate, no, no, we don't do that here. He told us how he wasn't in shape as good as he thought he was when he came to you. He told mm-hmm. us how he had to get in front of Marv and Jason and Zach and explain how listen i know you guys probably think i'm an asshole but you know i'm here to i'm here to learn it was a tremendous interview and and he's working with you and he's in the program and i he's won two in a row and he's got the red plate and yeah alden uh, once again you're doing it well and thanks steve as i said you know, appreciate the kind words but there again i mean you know he's he's doing it he's he's putting it into play you know i mean yes i think you know obviously yes the guidance and the help from 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 everyone is 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 huge and it's good for him. But the good thing with with Cooper's, you know, he's applying it, which is fantastic. You know, he did come in, and I always said this from the beginning. You know, he he had to jump into the big pond. I mean, I think for him to to make such big changes mm-hmm. and is not easy. And you know. He could have, in a way, kind of settled, and and yet he didn't. And he decided, you know what, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be all in. And and the good thing too is he he came in knowing that man, you know, I'm I've got a lot to learn, and I've got a lot to apply myself uh, to these changes, and I've got to willing to do it under different people's terms, mm-hmm. you know. And and that was all explained up front, and you know, yeah, he's he's you know he's stuck to that, and and it's it's been good. I mean. You know, to be honest, it it was a tough off season for him. You know, with all the changes and all the yeah. the scenarios and and the volume and and stuff that you know that we all feel is needed to to be done. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he hung in there and 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 <laughs> bit a bullet, if I can say that. And and has you know has got through. And it's great to see that the results are coming for him. You know, which uh, which he deserves. Like I said, I think anyone in the sport understands that man. You know, it does take a lot of hard work and 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 a lot of dedication and and um, and commitment and and then from our side, one of the biggest things is is that discipline part where you don't let any part of it you know slacken off or yeah. slide. Um, so uh, no, it's been good. Are you surprised though right now with the back to back wins and the red plate? Um, no, I'm not. Su- I'm not surprised. Um, I, I am a little impressed that it it came pretty early. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. because I still felt that. You know, one of the biggest keys in in maintaining and winning is is that confidence that comes through once I feel like your preparation and everything comes together. Yep. You know, um, and that's been building. The other thing to him that one of the toughest areas for him, and I was so impressed when he it was that second race in, in that three race format where he got the start but was able to maintain his lead and main and and that for me is is a tough deal and has been in the past for mm-hmm. him. Okay. And, 
And so that was something we worked in, in the in the off season because he you know he does have obviously ability and talent and he does have speed. It was that maintaining that consistency and focus, you know, mm-hmm. through the whole period of 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 a race or a simulation. You know, so um, I was really impressed, and I knew once he could do that, then that was a big big step for him. You know, yeah. which then this last weekend he was able to maintain it. I mean, it got a little close at the end, yeah. but still he was able to, you know, not make many mistakes and maintain in an area that in the past I feel has been really pretty tough, mm-hmm. you know, for him. So just shows you he's applying himself to areas that he's probably not been the strongest in the past mm-hmm. and it's it's coming together. So, yeah, really, really proud of of the way he's he's pulled that together and 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 applied himself. Yeah, he's yeah. told us on the show again that the intensity when he got to the program. He said he was three seconds off a lap sometimes, yeah. and you were like, <laughs> and you had told me in Anaheim one we had, we had talked during track walk. You told me yeah, it started rough. Like you didn't elaborate, but you'd said yes. you know it, there was some head butting and there was some. So I imagine it was those days where you were like, hey, and as he mentioned in the interview, like we don't do seventy five percent here. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a there's a level of expectancy, mm-hmm. and and I always say that you know every lap should count. I mean, it's a hazard on its own. You know that yep. the amount of practicing that we need to do, and the amount of racing, and as we know that that you don't take that lightly, and you know so that type of intensity and to create that mm-hmm. is is not as simple as people say. It's one thing saying, well. You need to go out there and ride harder. Well, everyone's trying, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. I think getting an understanding of the different degree of that is is tough until you kind of almost see it slap you in the face, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then then that's the case of well, does the guy, you know, hang in with this and believe, and it's going to come around if he applies himself, or does he like you know what just this you know this is one step yeah. that's maybe too much you know there's, so, a, there's a fork there huh in the road where a fighter gets yeah, into a fork exactly <laughs> yeah. you know and and it can go either way for sure and, and each side kind of has their own little mm-hmm. sort of opinion on that um but uh yeah it was good to see that he did get that understanding and then would apply himself right you know um so, uh, Obviously, you have a deal with KTM and Escobarna to take in their riders, but you know Trey Kennard didn't work with you. Dean Wilson hasn't worked with you in the past. Um, mm-hmm. They, you know, they signed Webb this year. Whose idea was that? Does Roger come to you and say we want Webb to go to you? Does Webb come to you? Do you say, hey, we'll take Webb in because you have your group, and I know you're big on group dynamics and personalities meshing and everything else. Yeah. And and as we talked about. Webb had some enemies uh, with your guys over the years for different <laughs> on battles. So, like, how does yeah. that do you do you say no way? I'm not taking this kid. Marv's Marv's gonna freak out, you know? Or how does that go, come together? Yeah, and and that's and Steve, that's a good question. I think it really starts with firstly for me, you know, I'm only really comfortable at doing four guys, mm-hmm. you know, and in a perfect world. You know, three, four, fifty guys is normally my deal, and then always like an, an up and coming two fifty guy that's almost close to making the jump. Right. You know. So, but there again, you know, there's there's different dynamics and and the times change, and it also depends on, you know, like okay, what type of opening do I have? Obviously, I you know you know with Ryan moving on and retiring, mm-hmm. he'd opened up a spot. Um, then we know that Zach's going to move up a spot, so. 
there's a lot of dynamics that, in and from my end, you're right. I'm trying to get a balance, but we are. I can get each guy to get the best out of each person, mm-hmm. and but then also not completely upset the the whole program, you know. And yep. that is a fine line to run that. But it does also start with KTM, and and obviously Roger, you know they. When they're looking for a new rider, you always, you know, your choices of who's who's up. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, that's everyone knows that. So, out of the choices that are available, they do start analyzing. Okay, heck, this is this is who we have available to us. Mm-hmm. Now, how can we get the best out of him? And then that's where it starts. Then they approach me and say, Hey, this is who we're looking at. You know, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. And this is what we would like to see. And then I try and figure out. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a challenge. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. what are the dynamics? And then, so it, it is great, and, and and it's a great team, and 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 we all do put our heads together and and try and figure out, you know, how do we get the best results with the choices that we have, and also giving each guy the best possible, you know, yeah. environment and area to to get the best out of them. You know, it has to work all through throughout. So, you know, with Coop coming on board, it. it Yes, I mean, I think the rest of the guys were not like, that's so awesome and we can't wait, you know, um, because they knew he's, he's a guy that has ability and, you know, put in the right environment right. that that could be also a threat to them. But in the bigger picture, they also see that, hey, you know what, too, you know, we matter what, we're going to race the guy on the weekend anyway. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't on our team, if he was, and, you know, I think there can be a bit of a better balance, too, with, with how we get each guy to get the best out of them, and then really it's left up to the racecraft on the weekend. You know what? Uh, what has surprised you about Cooper? You didn't know him probably well beforehand. You probably didn't like some of the things he did on the track. I'm sure. Um, what What surprised you about him? Getting to know him and working with him. Yeah, you know, and and at first looking from a distance, I always thought, man, seems like he's always got a bit of an attitude. Yep. You know. Yeah. And and. Uh, that dynamic, you know, was always like, man, but there again, you know, I was pleasantly surprised that actually he is a pretty mellow, good, decent, humble guy, actually. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? Yes, they're all racist, so I can see sometimes on the track the the frustration and this and that can get to you. It gets to, I think, every one of them at some point. Um, so I was actually more impressed because I was expecting, oh, man, I'm going to have a fight on my hands here. You know, we, <laughs> yeah, we are yeah. going to be getting into it daily <laughs> regarding attitude, commitment, yeah, yeah. where you at. And I thought, well, it's, it is what it is. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be a bit of a dogfight. And um, pleasantly surprised that it has never come to that. And even when we have got into it a few times, mm-hmm. it's, it hasn't been, you know, just a nightmare. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, the, the elements of respect that he has, you know, for me and the team is, is impressive. And that's one of the biggest things I have been impressed with, that – he does actually really respect that. Yeah. And that's not always the case, as you know. So, so, so the opposite of RV sometimes? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, uh, you know, the morning. <laughs> my favorite other son. <laughs> right, but, right. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I love the garbage. Of course. But, but yes. we, we used to get into it, you know. I mean, yeah. it used to, you know. and um, But then he would thrive off that, which was good. You know, at least it wasn't. It went places, you know, right, right. so yeah, yeah. we got benefits out of it. But, boy, he was ready to want to fight, that's for sure, <laughs> you know. So, oh, I know. So it is good to have someone that doesn't want to go that degree, right. but still, 
you know, um, does have that respect and understanding and, um, you know, acknowledges that and then moves forward. You've got Jason Anderson and Marvin and Zach Osborne and Cooper Webb, and, and you've had, you know, certainly RV and James and RC and, and, and Ryan of Dungey, of course, and all these guys. But people who maybe don't know, and, and I've been there a little bit and hung out, and I, I certainly have many mm-hmm. friends that have worked with you, like, you aren't just a trainer for these guys. Certainly that is what you're there for, you, but you're also to help them with riding technique and riding intensity, as we spoke about. Uh, mm-hmm. I've come to you with some issues um, sponsor stuff or, or media stuff with some of your guys that has happened and you and you've been like, hey, I don't like to hear that. Let me talk to them. You you, I'm sure you've worked with some personal stuff with wives or girlfriends over the years and things like mm. that and parents. Like your, I'm impressed in the fact that you're sort of an all encompassing uh, guru. Let's call you Alden. Um, <laughs> um, but some guys, how do you handle that? All those situations with the different guys. Do you say, hey? I'm here if you want me, or if you want me to tell me to f off, I'll do that too. I, I've been impressed how most everybody that I on your program sort of, kind of uses you and bounces things off of you career wise outside of training and riding. Yeah, well, um, you know, and I, the way I look at that is, you know, obviously, gosh, I've been doing it for so long too that you would hope that the experience and all the different applications mm-hmm. and methods and ideas and stuff that have come through all the riders through the years, you know, gets utilized. So from my end too, I also know how short their careers are. You know, they may yeah. seem like it's it's man, this is this is this is this is everything to me right now and it is, you know, but I also have been through enough to understand the longevity and and the the future and and, and also so my goal is also to try and provide that it's not just about the riding mm-hmm. and and everything that it's also about your whole future your lifestyle how you're going to eventually conduct going forward to your next big step in life mm-hmm. you know so yeah. all those scenarios are important to me with them just as much as how i had to develop too you know mm-hmm. as i got through this through the sport so um that is a big part of it to me where all those areas and also if you don't kind of have that application or almost that trust in a way i feel like it can affect the the rest of it too okay yeah you know, so um so to me it, it it does start with you know obviously you've got to have a good relationship with the, with your rider um to to be able to install what i feel is needed in the sport and then again you've got to have that complete trust um, and they've also got to understand that in the biggest picture, matter what, I do want what's best for them, matter what. Yeah. You know, even yeah. if they moved on from me, you know, it's okay. You know, and yeah. it's so I think that is a huge part of it and, and something that I, I do focus on um, because that's yeah. to me the more long term relationship and standing that means the most, to be honest. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's impressive at times. Uh, Jason Anderson. Can we put the can we put all the the internet people to rest here, uh, Alden, and, and talk about how he did not have an injury coming into the season? Yes, no, he didn't. Right. Yeah, right. I know it's I know it's crazy. People think that, and 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 it's you know, and I bet if I was just sitting out there wondering and had a lot of time on my hands, I'd probably <laughs> bounce in that area. Yeah. But no, he was fine. Everything was actually totally good. Um, you know, and I yes, the the season did not start start well for him, and it 
you know, it definitely got to him. And uh, but it proves also how tough the expectancy and the other side of being a champion. And you know, for him, that's also another step of learning. You know, and and unfortunately, you only learn that when you get in that position. You know, I don't care how many people tell this, and this is what you do. Everyone is different on how they apply certain, you know, expectancies and, and, and pressures on themselves, you know. And I think that is very individual, and there's no real complete fix-it for that area, except you dig into it, you kind of learn, and then you move through and grow through that, you know. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh... I felt like, yeah, and the thing is, I think there were some areas that, that, that were overlooked, you know, where a lot of media stuff and things that are at standard with a champion. It mm-hmm. is what it is. But yeah. I don't think people get to understand how much that really is and, and how, you know, it, it plays a part, you know. And and Jason is a, is a guy that, you know, he... he, he he loves to obviously race motorcycles, but he wants it where it's very simplified, you know, and he does really good under just one area. <laughs> hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm a racer. I'm going to go and race, and I'm going to give it everything I have, you know. Yeah. That, that, when all the other yeah. dynamics are thrown on him, I, you know, that, that was definitely, I think, just almost a little bit too too much for his plate. Yeah, that's crazy to think of because – Mm. Every rider's goal is to win a Supercross championship, and that is the zenith of the sport. And yes. and you do it, and you just think that that everything is into pl- into place in your life when you when you manage to pull off something like that. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. And it would be incredible. Yeah. It would be amazing. It would be the best life ever. But maybe maybe not. Maybe there are things that sometimes you're like, oh wow, wait a minute. You know, it's got a lot more complicated. Well, and that's that's the thing, and and, and that's where everyone deals it. But in a perfect world, that's the Exactly right. You mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. it's like when you you plan a goal and then you reach that goal. Well, then automatically, and it's human nature as well. Okay, now what? You know, there's it doesn't stop there. You know, and as much as you think, well, you could just rest on that forever. That's one of the dynamics, and especially with Jason, he is yeah. he is driven, so it doesn't just stop there. It's it's it's. He's driven that yes, does he he want to accomplish more and do better and, and it, but sometimes not with all the other pieces mm-hmm. and obligations that unfortunately come with it and it it is with the sport and it it's it's not going away so it's yeah it, it's standard and and pretty much with I think with any sport when you hit the top of the level there's a lot of other expectancies that are needed and expected and you you have to adjust and I think sometimes those making that adjustment and especially in this sport you don't have a lot of time to do it Make, it makes you yeah. uh it makes you look at something like a situation like that and you think back to a donger villapoto who are just grinding it out with the pressures mm. and the plates and the, and the money and everything else right yes well that thing and you know their way of of dealing with that was just a different application you know yeah, yeah. um so that and that's where you've got to always try and get to the root of okay well how's this athlete's way of applying the stresses and the expectancies, you know? Yeah. Um, and they still are young, you know, and I, and I, I try and remind people that, you know, they, it's not like they're veterans in a way. Yeah, they might be a bit of a mm-hmm. veteran in the sport, but they're not older people that, are, that have had a lot of 
time to really grow and analyze and really work on, on areas that they're not accustomed to. You know, they basically right. just get slapped with it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it is tough. And, and the good thing is, well, it's a bummer he got injured, but I felt like he bounced back really well at Phoenix. We all saw yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yep. And I think he would have won, won that race. I mean, Blake rode awesome and caught him and all those, but I think obviously the coming together with Kenny mm-hmm. was was a factor that he was not happy with, and he didn't mean, like he said, man, that just really sort of put the which, spanner in my work. Which is crazy you know? because I I can name 50 passes he's made that I that I would have more of a problem with than that one. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? As far as that goes. I was like, yeah, well, that's fine what, what happened there. But, yeah, I guess. Yes. You know. Well, and he also said it was definitely not intentional, no. but it was just the way it went down. And he, it, it, and he said, he said, man, you know, you know, I'm a guy that's won a championship, and I don't ever want to have to where where there, we connect, and and one guy goes down. Yeah, yeah. One thing where you connect, and the guys to check up, and this and that. But he said, you know, but actually, I mean, Jason had passed, I think, even Mark earlier that day, and mm-hmm. maybe the heat or something, and it was done the the way, you know, and that's where, in one way, I look at Jason and how he has really matured and he is taking on that role as a champion. Um, because then I think in the past that wouldn't even have entered his brain. Yeah, yeah, right, You know, right. And, but but we, we, we're seeing a, a new, you know, Jason with, with, you know, obviously being that guy and wanting to conduct as a champion and a leader. Mm-hmm. And then, a little area like that, that to me, I, I agree with you, Steve. I mean, it, you know, he had been following, you know, Kenny for a little while and then urgency was getting there and, and yeah. you kind of don't have a lot of area to make a move yep. and it is what it is. But I, I know for a fact that sort of really kind of got him and yeah. almost affected his, it was right after that, that his yep. laps didn't really make much, you know, he didn't really finish off the deal properly, right. you know? Um, um so anyway. Um, I'm moving on to Marv, your yeah. other guy. Um, mm-hmm. Might have won the race had he not fallen. Great ride in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, he missed. Yeah. He's missed about a month of training. He started yeah. slow, and right now, I mean, Jason Thomas. We were on our show last night. Jason's like, I think Marv's going to win this this title, um, and, and it's coming. Yeah. His, his win is coming, and he rode fantastic. And man, Marv is such a nice guy. You just, yeah. I, I imagine you're trying to impart some aggressiveness into him all the time. Yes, and and that's the thing is Marv is honestly, I mean, you can't fault him. He, he, yep. he applies himself super nice. He, he he he's one of those guys that, like you say, basically how you'd almost want a, what a champion to to behave in that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. He he never tries to do anything derogatory to anyone else. He's always fair and straight up, and 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 you know tries to apply himself the best way possible. And and you're right. I think especially that track. And how kind of, in a way, technical it was getting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's right up on Mars alleyway. You know, and every week the knee is getting better and better, which is great. You know, he's having less and less discomfort there. We're on the right track, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So it's been building, and um, and that's awesome to see because honestly, before the season we were like, oh man, I don't even know how we're gonna, you know, yeah, even yeah. start this series. You know, yep. so. To see that, and, and I give props to Mom. He's applied himself in every area. You know, the amount of extra rehab alone that he has to do to maintain and keep that knee, you know, going the right direction is mm-hmm. is impressive. So, and he's willing to do it all. You know, so 
um, I'm happy for Marvin. I know, yeah, the, the results are, are, are coming. And and yes, if he hadn't made that mistake, that was almost basically his one to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? absolutely. So, uh, so um, that is that is true. Last year with Marvin, Jason, and getting into it, and 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 not working that well together, and all of the, how stressful was that for you all? And at times between them two, and again, we go back to the beginning of our conversation. You you don't like that. You don't thrive on that. You don't encourage that. Mm-hmm. You don't you know you you don't stand yeah. for that stuff. Um, but here they are. They're going for the title. <laughs> Ryan Dungey's retired. They both think they're the man. Um, yeah. How was that for you? Difficult, you know, for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, um, and it's crazy. You know, I always think, well, man, surely at some point, you know, th- there's going to be nothing that's going to be new to me on how to try and <laughs> right, figure out right. or readjust or, um, you know, evolve to try and, you know, create this thing to to, to run well. Um, and then that was that situation, which once again, you know, through that, stressful time and that you, you do you do learn you learn on okay well how do i get the best out of each one how do i balance these two mm-hmm. they both are contenders they both are worthy champions you know so it was for me you know also a bit of a learning area and i'd never been in a situation like that so it's it, once again it was an opportunity for me to try and at least through the stressful times think to myself okay well how can i grow and learn and Make sure that I'm applying myself the right way before I go and lose it, and 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 tell these guys what I, you know, what my, you know, that in a human mess wants to tell them, you know. Right, so, right. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it was it was definitely you know tough, but you know it mm-hmm. def- it worked itself out, and it and and they both and and the biggest thing that that I would when I spoke to each one of them was, hey, you know, as long as there's respect for each other. Yeah, I will be good, and I will be in trying to apply to get the best for both of you guys. Mm-hmm. But if we lose that respect side, then you know you'll uh, yeah you'll lose me in a different way. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, and and that that was maintained because yeah. even though certain times I had to be separated on the track, and yeah. I get it, yeah. you know, but. You know what? On the rest of the cardio training and in the gym, there was no issue. There was okay. Okay. So, yeah. so we were fine. And that was one thing I thought, oh, yeah, how's this going to translate? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But, you know, I give them both respect that they applied that with no problems. And what happened on the track and what went on the track is left on the track. You right, know? Right. And, and I think they honestly grew out of that, too. I really feel that, you know? So it, um, overall, when I look back and I think if we all sat down as a group, We'd look back and say, "Now you know what we learned, and, and it wasn't a, a bad thing, and, and and we're good." Yeah, you know? yeah. It was almost like with Dunge there; they knew their role, they knew what was going on, <laughs> exactly. everything was settled. Dunge left, yes. and, and they got all restless and oh. was like, "No, I'm the guy," right? Exactly, uh, yeah. and that's exactly. What, and you know, I was like, "Oh man," you know, and yeah, it yeah. threw us basically all for a loop because we all, almost had our little perfect family there for a while, <laughs> yeah. and you know. But there again, I thought, thought to think to myself, well. At some point, it's going to change anyway, you know. Right, right, yeah. Um, Somebody's going to take the the lead here, or something's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was even concerned back then because I thought, you know, Zacho's going to move up to four fifty, and yeah, yes, he's you know, matter what, we we're going to have where they are. Yes, yeah. they are all capable of winning. Yep. And come come the race day and come training day on the track, they they all mm-hmm. want to show their 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 fine colours. You know? By the um, way, we made a comment too. Um, uh, 
what was it? Uh, Anaheim won. Uh, mm. No Alden Baker riders on the podium. Was it Anaheim won? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we were wondering how strange that was for you. If you knew where to go, if we knew what was happening, if uh, you were wandering off somewhere. Oh, man. I, I walked <laughs> off in, in with my head in shame <laughs> in the rain. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that was even worse. I was miserable in here. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. getting rained on. And, right. Yeah. No, um, it was. Yeah, I uh, I can't really talk to you unbiasedly about Zacho. I mean, he's a friend of mine. Uh, I I, mm-hmm. I I like the guy. I, I love the way he's become this champion. And I and I was all on board on his off season. Uh, I saw him in Geneva. I saw him in Paris. And mm. I mean, I just think the world of the guy as a person and as a rider. And I I know he's going to have success. And, you know, so I'm I'm super biased media guy when it comes to Zacho. Like yeah. he, he was killing it, man. And uh, I think he's going to have a great 450 run here. Yes. No, and I believe that because, and it is a bummer, he got injured right before the season started. Um, but remember, as we spoke, man, he was looking mm-hmm. top, yeah. you know, and, and you know, in all areas. And, and that's, it's a bummer and, and, it, and it sucks because I would have, you know, I was like, I was looking forward to him just coming out. And, and, and I honestly feel at Anaheim 1, yeah, that would have been my guy up there yeah. for sure. Yeah. But there again, it proves that you've got to be in it to win it. So. Yeah. And and I give props to all the guys that that make it in it and 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 maintain that because yeah. that's part of it. Um, but yeah, no, Zacho's he's he's looking good. He has all the potential. And and to me, yes, he's a rookie in the 450, and he deserves to be given his rookie spot. You know, yeah. as a I'm a rookie, but I don't discount that the guy has a lot of good experience, and he's and he's pretty yeah. smart at the way he applies things. You know, yeah, so, he's not he's not a twenty one year old or twenty two year old yeah, kid or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and that's one thing too that you know people don't always want to say. Well, he's kind of on his way out, isn't he? And listen, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> let's yeah, man, let's not get lost here. This guy has it, and and he will win races, right. and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Thanks for listening to the Alden Baker podcast. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing uh, and uh, also Alpine Stars and Maxis for coming on this show. Really appreciate it. You can get this and many more on the archives. Please check them out. Also, too, Race Tech. Ben LeMay using Race Tech, motors and suspension. And uh, just use the code PULP19 when you call down there to save on a motor rebuild or on getting your suspension revalved or suspension oil changed or anything like that. We thank the folks at Race Tech for making it happen. Remember, Love your suspension, and it will love you back. Uh, all right, thanks again. And uh, back to Alton Baker on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. I don't yeah. know how you've done it over the years, but I was a mechanic for a long time, and uh, I, you know, Red Dog was my guy, and he rode with slower, yeah. slower guys. And mm-hmm. then Chad Reed and Timmy tried to ride together, and they got in a huge fight and didn't talk for three years. Um, <laughs> Ricky, you know, rode with Yogi until Ricky got – on a 250 class, and then basically told Yogi to beat it, pound sand, you're my competition. And mm. and, and we've just seen, it never works. You can't do mm. it. These guys are too alpha dogs. They're too, um, you know, they're just too, too much going on for guys to ride together all the time like that. And, of course, you had Ryan Villapoto at first, but then you added Kenny Roxon, and all of us went, that ain't going to work. And you've yeah. not only, and Kenny moved on, and you've not only, done it you've gotten guys even because kenny was kind of a rookie and rv still was the man so there was a mm-hmm. bit of a gap there but now the last few years all of your guys are so equal and so fast i, I don't know how you do it man I-, I always thought forever that that can't happen in this sport and because I-, I saw it for a long time fast guys yeah. can't ride with fast guys you know but you've yeah. done it 
Well, Stephen, I think it still depends on the guys. You know what I mean? I still think if you get a particularly very stubborn, one-sided mentality, you're not probably not going to bend that one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do believe that the sport has to evolve, and it has. I mean, we've seen it in the bikes. We've seen it even with the commitment from the riders. And you know, and, and that's one thing. Even in the beginning, when I first started, what disappointed me was when I was blown away how good and how much the teams put in. And you, you know, and you know, as a mechanic, how much you bust your butt to be there and to do mm-hmm. everything and the attention to detail. And then there's this rider that's not even quarter doing it right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, so right. that's what stung me in the beginning that, you know, that's unacceptable. And, and then, you know, obviously I feel like it's evolved. Yeah. You know, the guys now apply themselves more. I mean, everyone's got trainers, yep. you know, and yep. it's great. And it's, to me, that's the least that the, the, the athlete and us can be doing compared to what these factories and teams are putting in, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. with all of that, I feel like with the, the how we've evolved, and never mind how unbelievable these, these machines have evolved, it, the, the training and the way we look at training and how we apply that also has to evolve, you right, know? Right, and right. part of that is, you know, if you, if you really want to get, you know, and, and I believe was I remember from my cycling days. The only way I got better was I rode with better guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they pushed me more, and they got and yeah, I hated it most <laughs> of the time, especially when I went to Europe for a while. They spanked me. They just me beat you down, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but I believe well. If I don't know that next level, how am I supposed to get to that next level? Mm-hmm. And that's the same way that I'm trying to apply that to to this sport. But you still got to get the athletes on board. Yeah, you know. Um, I think it's tough when an athlete, I mean, the biggest challenge for me was with Billow, and I feel like I knew it was kind of going to be his last year, and he managed, and he, and he, he, he agreed with me, and he let me bring in Kenny, yep. you know, yep. because, yeah, I was this young guy that, that was had his amazing talent, can ride unbelievable, probably lacking just the initial experience, mm-hmm. but was willing to put it out there, and I felt like that combination with him and RV it can only be good, and mm-hmm. it was, you know. Yeah. Um, but after that, it was it was a good thing because sort of my theory got accepted a little bit better. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. People are like, oh, like yeah, right, if it, right. Yeah, if it got a hammer then and it got a stamp, no, I don't know if it would have ever maybe come around again, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that was the challenge, and it, and it worked, and then a case yeah. after that was just, Getting guys to you know, hey, listen, man, this is this is work before. Trust me, yeah. apply yourself, and then if they believing in it and they good with it, and they see the results that come out of it, then then we typically okay, you know. You ever so. just tell RC like, hey, let's invite the two two over, let's see what happens. <laughs> well, and, and you know, in that era, it was it was it, that was the era where yeah. yeah, you all, I mean, we all trained. There was no, there was also no. Instagram and all of this stuff where everyone did everything behind bars. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Nothing yeah. ever got out. Right. You were hidden when you came in in the morning, no word. And I think that was, that was the era and that was the time because I remember too with, when I was with Ricky, he actually said to me, do you think Ezra should come over and ride with me? But, and I said no. Because, <laughs> so, and yeah, and I tell you now, yeah. if you ask Ricky, he'd probably say, well, hell, uh, you know, Alvin told me no back in the day when, and my reasoning was, I kind of had got to know RC, yeah. you know, and I felt like the mentality, especially in an area, RC always 
believe that he was never a good supercross rider. Uh-huh. Put him on the outdoors, he already knew going in that he's yeah. he's the guy. Yeah. So that was but on Supercross it's just a different mindset. It was gonna be a challenge for him. We needed to beat the rest of the guys with more basically fitness and everything else mm-hmm. because the finesse and, and the talent side was, yeah, I mean, especially when you compare, he was in the area. Yes, obviously Chad Reed had amazing finesse and and yeah. and, and, and ability in Supercross, and then you got James Stewart, yeah. who we still know that that's to beat that guy is a challenge on its own. Right. So, you know, we from my perspective, I had applied where don't let in the guy that actually at that particular time was a lot better than you in in Supercross. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be demoralizing. Okay. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to go to the race at that time where he'd be like, man, this guy just, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, at sure. that era, that was the way everyone was looking at each other, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? So there again, I think things evolve and you've got to adapt and you've got to change and, and, and yeah. that's the way well, to go. You've you know? done it. You've done it. I didn't think it was possible because of these guys. Ego. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, I've seen it fail so many times, right? And yeah, when you first yeah. started, I'm screaming, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. I probably, I look like an idiot if you go back and listen to those shows because, I just, yeah, you know what I mean? But but it's working, and it's great. And not only that, riders are signing, putting their hands up, saying, I want to do this. I want to go there. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. not, it's not a, you're not dragging them, um, kicking and screaming, you know? so Exactly. Yeah, that's true, Steve, which is, which is helpful for sure. Um, the Brock Tickle situation, obviously, uh, mm. he, he was like Coop. He was, ah, he wasn't, I don't think, as, as highly regarded. But, but Tickle mm. was coming in on, on, a, on a great bike, good team. Coming in with yeah. you, it wasn't really coming together as fast as it, anybody would have liked it. And of course, uh, he got suspended for uh, you know uh, amphetamine. I guess it was amphetamine. Is that what they called it, or enhancer, or stimulant? Stimulant, I, I guess. Stimulant. stimulant yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mean amphetamine. Yeah, I mean um, that's the thing. It's still confusing to what is that? Stuff yeah. Anyway, what? Yeah. This is and and I've been yelling about this too. It, I cannot believe Brock Tickle does not know when he can start his career again. But let's. Yeah. Let's get away from that a little bit. Um, the whole process and Brock being caught and everything. Um, what's your take on all of that? Uh, obviously, you know, you as his trainer, all the eyes are on mm-hmm. you, Alden, you know? I know. And that, you know, and I, look, if you ask every one of the guys that I've trained and all the rest, you know, I'm totally against supplements on a good day. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, do I? Um, I'm okay with, you know, the mind effects, but it's very simple supplements. It's nothing, it's, you know, naturally is nothing, you know. Yeah. But even beyond that, I've always been a person that any type of supplementation or any, you get that out of normal food. And my reasoning for that is the races, even if you look at outdoors, is literally 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. You don't really need anything for 35 minutes, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So that's where I feel like, okay, in this sport, and also I don't care whatever you think you can take out there, it ain't going to make you adjust how you work that throttle, rear brake, and look at those whoops. Right. Uh, so yeah. to clarify, it, this sport, you shouldn't need any of that junk anyways. And not like we're cycling where, I'm sorry, that's your body, hours and hours at some point, yes. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? If you ain't got yourself well tuned up it's going to be tough and especially mm-hmm. if other people are doing it but the whole Brock thing obviously was a shocker because you know you don't expect 
you know, anything, obviously we all know the rules, and to me, anything that requires a prescription drug, you there is a way you have to go about and you get yourself a TUE, it's checked by everyone. Mm-hmm. It's either signed off or signed on and you're all good. And but the the confusing part with this whole deal is okay, so this particular ingredient is not necess- it's not an any it's not any form of prescription drug. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the 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 problem that we have now is okay, so there are certain ingredients that can be in a, a pre-workout, and that's, and that's where it goes to the athlete. I don't feel like you need a pre-workout stimulant or anything. Um, adrenaline is good enough when you when you crank open the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, now, from my research, that this particular ingre- ingredient can be found in workout drinks, pre-workout drinks that typically the gym guys will use. And the reason for that is that it supposedly slows down the blood a little bit and you get an extra pump. Okay. Okay. And the more research that I did, that the danger to this ingredient is that when you elevate your heart rate but you've slowed down your blood a little bit, that's a bad news story. You know, okay, that's yeah, not yeah, a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you're kind of working against everything you want to be doing. To me, you want the blood freely moving with oxygen to the muscle. We all know in motorcycle racing, the heart rate is very elevated. Mm-hmm. So their reasoning for putting that particular ingredient in there is like, hey, man, that could be a health risk to you. So yeah, yeah. going forward with that is I understand why that ingredient is on their listing, but really it's not as any sort, sort of help to yeah. you. Yeah. It's more as a hazard, beware, because you could hurt yourself. Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay. Now, going with that, the next problem that I had with that whole thing is that, okay, that ingredient doesn't need to even be shown on, on any containers. So when you go to a shop and you say, yeah. you know, if you're inquisitive and you say, you know what, man, I need something to help me, you know, yeah. you know sharpen me up, and I don't really want to take six cups of coffee or whatever the case is. Yep. Um, and, you, and you read on there, hey, this thing helps you pump up and get ready for your whatever. Yeah, whatever, yeah. But, yeah. but the ingredient's not even listed on there. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. That's a shocker because that just tells you there, and, and, it, and, it, and it, once again, you know, and I tell my guys, so that proves that actually don't put anything in your mouth, yeah, that yeah. you don't really know yeah. exactly what is in it. And I'm at the state, well, and I've always been like this, where I don't, my guys don't eat red meat. I don't want them to. Yeah. I don't trust red meat. I don't know what's in that red meat. Um, even the dairy, I'm against dairy because I don't know what hormones, I don't know what. Yeah, so yeah. Yep. I feel like I'm pretty anal about it, maybe maybe a little bit over the top. Mm-hmm. But there again, you know, the word needs to be out to be careful what the heck because I think anyone that knows Brock from anyone in this industry, this guy's not the guy that intentionally went out to go and cheat. Yeah. For sure. So that's the sad part. We got a guy that didn't intentionally try and cheat. There's no gain out of it. Mm-hmm. Yet, yeah, we sit with this problem. It is and, unbelievable yeah. that the sport that Feld, yes. Feld and AMA just sits mm. there and lets this happen to him, lets yes. it happen to Kate Clayson, and all of that. Yes. It is blow, blows my mind. I, I'm very yeah. disappointed in, in the whole process. 
No, it, it is shocking because, like you say, it only hurts our sport. And, and I'll be the first gun. I remember the days with Ricky where there was no drug testing and the amount of people that would say, oh, we cheating and they just druggies. Alden's the next psycho. So he just, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking yeah. we need drug testing because it is sad when a guy works really hard, puts mm-hmm. his whole heart and effort into it at a price, and then, oh, because he did well, oh, he's cheating. Right. He's on drugs. Right. Yep. And, and that's shocking. So there again, we need, these, we need people to, to be checking all the athletes. That yep. is a given. We honestly need it. But let's get real about, hey, and, and the understanding that I had and when, when first when the water and everyone came on board was that basically anything that requires a prescription, which to me, you know, the drug is a prescription, that makes a difference to you. And I'll give you an example. I've asked a, a truck driver once before. Yeah, I said, what do you think of the mind effects? He says, well, yeah, it definitely helps me focus a little bit better, but it ain't no Adderall. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> well, that's the difference. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, well, one is yeah. regular with natural ingredient, you know, rhodiola. Yes. Well done. It'll help sharpen you a little tint. But, you know, Adderall is a prescription drug, <laughs> right. from what I understand. Yes. So these are the things where I think there needs to be just a little bit more line that, hey, let's nail guys for prescription drugs. Like, yes, in cycling, EPO is a band, it's a prescription mm-hmm. drug. It's used to help people with massive health risks, Yeah, you know. So I think that line needs to be clarified a bit better. And not nail the guy because he was walking in Whole Foods and he walked down the line and saw that this, whatever, whatever it was, supposedly... Yeah you know, it helps you, you know, sharpen up a bit or something, whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, it's sad because we, I think we've lost this, the line and it's affecting our sport. Um, and it's crushing guys that don't deserve to be crushed considering what they've put in from, yeah. you know, six I years just, old all the way through, you know, they don't deserve that. Just think know? about being arrested and not being able to see a judge for a year and a half. You just can't yes. get before a judge to find out, you know, yes. anything about it. You're just arrested. That's it. It's just... Yes. And oh. as I said, that there's no one overseeing them to 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 oh. you because what you 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 where do we go with this? And, and so it is a tragedy because there's no guideline as much. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just left out there, and you know, we all got handcuffs on, can do nothing. Right, right. Um, no, no. We'll we'll wrap this up pretty soon. Fly racing, RaceRx podcast with Alden Baker, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. So you know, RC, RV, Ryan Dungey, James Stewart, Kenny. AC, Osborne, Anderson, Marv. It's crazy the amount of guys you've worked with. What? Mm. Who's, I guess, has any one of those guys stand out above the other for, I don't know, determination, work ethic, uh, anything like that? Like, was RC, I mean, obviously we all know what he did and how, how he became successful, but Dungeon Villapoto, you might want to argue, were in a tougher era with tougher competition, even though I hate to say that because it was Tim Ferry that RC was riding against, which was my guy. But um, you know what I mean? Like, do you just shake your head at some of these things that you've seen these guys do over the years? Yeah, and that's the thing, Steve. You know, when I look back, and and, and a lot of people ask me, like, hey, well, who was the baddest of them all? Yeah. And I'm like, dang it, you know, I (laughs) honestly cannot, because of the different era, the different stresses that I, I think back and I, and I look at every one of them and how they each dealt with massive amount of 
stress and 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 you know and, and having to to win and apply and, and get that championship and, and at different times and and you look at their background and every one of them honestly is you know has areas where it still blows my mind you know and and so, so to give you an idea I would never pro- promote my own son to go racing so, because I just know too much of how many of these kids what they've given up and what it takes to to get to right. be that successful so the point is that it is it is so hard to really compare and say well no this guy stood above everybody else mm-hmm. you know yeah um i would still say if i had to make a pick just because of the area the era and how things were kind of done in the day i'd say ricky the grind of mm-hmm. everything yeah and how much he was prepared to grind on just the amount of laps and what I call training load. Yeah, I would say, wow, that that guy was 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 phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and also to keep that focus for so long. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, you know, people think yeah, what twenty four and zero is easy. That's yeah, dang hard. I don't care what era, who, how, what. Yeah, and then he did it twice. You know, so that stands out as something that's you know, definitely above and beyond. But then every athlete that I've had from there that has gone on and, you know, obviously won and and, and they all have areas that I feel is outstanding and above normal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's why they've got those results, yeah, yeah. you know. And it does come down to where when they were put at almost the worst position or that particular stress, they were able to cope and handle it the best and maintain the best, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't quite know how to yeah. perfectly answer your question, but I'd say that every one of those guys in their particular era and time frame was impressive on how they applied themselves, how they got themselves to to push that far and to make it happen and be that consistent to win championships. Um, that's that's like I said, they're all impressive, and I'll always be in my everyone. I mean, if someone asks me about Stu, I can go back and talk about how Stu, and he was the most probably natural rider. Yeah, it just came to him easily riding, but that didn't mean that the rest of it and and applying it and maintaining that was not easy for him. You know. Yeah. Um. So each guy had their little point. You know, some were felt like the physical side. Like I mean, I can look at Dunge. On the physical training, he he thrived on that and he enjoyed that, and it was a lot better. Then I can go to RV and say, well, RV hated that, but <laughs> right. he he forced that to apply him to be the, better on the motor. So everyone had their different yeah, dynamics. sure, sure. Um, you know, how tough was it to get Stu ready for outdoors when he tore his ACL? You were on the track at five months in. Yeah, yeah, that was. But there again, I think the disappointment that. You know, when he did that, you know, now he just converted that into to the outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, where, you know what, I, I I need to come out there and prove my point. Yeah. And and he applied himself, and and yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, all that the training just was transferred over to preparing for that, and obviously came out and and cleaned mm-hmm. up there. You know. Right. Um, I think the biggest thing is once James had a goal, and he was committed to it. Yeah. There was never an issue. Right. You know. I think the biggest thing is, yeah, just as you say, is just saying, like, okay, what is my actual goal and, and what, how do I want to do this and, and, and go from there? Yeah, you know? yeah, at times I, the Bubba's World thing probably drove you nuts. Just oh, yeah, no, that was definitely, <laughs> yes, definitely not. And there was everything 
that worked against my yeah you're just, well you told me one story one time they said uh, hey it won't it won't disrupt your training you guys act all normal no problem we will not disrupt your training and i think you told me like 20 minutes into the first ride or something they're like hey stop 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 <laughs> and you're like we got to change clothing yeah it was crazy yeah no that was definitely not the experience that i you know um, yeah, definitely. Oh, are gosh, you definitely. are you surprised that he's gone MIA? Um, you know, cause we don't know. Obviously, he missed some time, and yes. you know, he told me one time that he he would be gone from the sport. You know, he's he is naturally shy. He really is, and you know, we yes. don't and we don't really know what's going on with him off the track anymore or anything else. Mm. But I'm still surprised with the gear company to sell and Malcolm being around that we don't see James Stewart around anymore. And I, I that's I, that makes me sad. Yeah. Older. I know that that is a because he, he's such a big part of the sport, you know, and 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 rightly so, man. I mean, gosh, I don't think anyone discounts his ability um, on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And um, but I think it goes back to James is a shy kind of guy. That you know, like yeah. you, unless you get into his circle, then you actually see he's he's actually funny. He's got a, a really cool sense of humor. Mm-hmm. He's pretty open about, about everything and that, but beyond that, um, he, he's, it's closed doors. So one side of me also, and I agree with you, man, it'd be so nice to just have him out there. And like you say, you know, he's got a brand out there that is really cool. And, and, and it's, it, you know, it's a good part of the sport. We need those brands out there. And yet he, he just, disappeared you know mm-hmm. um i do know there again once he applies himself to something and i know he has a family in fact i actually texted him on christmas day and i thought man I, the chances of me getting a text back from him is probably yeah. about five percent maybe yeah and he texts me back oh he did oh, know, well. oh yeah. yeah and sent me a picture of the kids he's got some cute kids man and and i was like that is so cool right you know? right, right um so i don't see i think maybe at some point I, you watch, he'll probably just rock up and, and that'll be it. <laughs> yeah, that'll you know be it right. But I yeah. think it's with James, um, one of his traits, it, it was like, hey, man, I'm committed and I'm going to do this, but it's also under a certain amount of my terms. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. And I think that when that stage hits, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll see him around. And I, and I hope so, because. Yeah. He is a he is a cool and, and obviously still you know super popular with with, yeah. with the fans you know. And so, on the uh, on the flip side, we can't get rid of RV. I, I would have thought the guy would have been absolutely <laughs> disappeared into the woods. I really yes. would. and now he is around. He's telling everybody he's the greatest retired rider ever. Um, you know, he, he's doing all these races. It's unbelievable, Alden. This guy, we, we he's everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, well, hey, there's an RV. You just never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's um, but it is funny because he also was like, "I'm done. You're never gonna see yep. me on a motorcycle again." Yeah, yeah. Over. I'm moving to Washington. I'll be buried in the forest somewhere. <laughs> That'll be it. But I think once, and, and that's it, the transition time for these athletes when they do, you know, retire. It's tough. Yeah. And yep. and I think it does take, and on average, it's probably about two years before they really figure out their little niche. Mm-hmm. And then I think you get them some sort of no- normality. And, you know, to be honest, yes, if I'd have told RV years ago that, dude, you know, motorcycles in your blood, you're never going to get rid of it. It yeah. is what it is, yeah. you know. Um, but I think he sees that now. And, and there again, it also depends where you're hanging out. And, you know, he's moved back down to Southern California. And, yeah. and you know, you've got good conditions there to go and enjoy and be part of, of, of motorcycling. And so it is good to see him, mm-hmm. you know, back out there and, 
doing his thing and yeah. and yeah, not scared to to call you out. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I have a rough evening, trust me, like an A one or something. Oh, do you get a text? You get a text? I'll get something. Oh yeah, he'll be the first guy to say, "So what's up with your boy?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. And I'll tell him how much salt you want to throw into my wound. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Exactly. You should say, "Hey, you're not exactly uh, in prime shape right now, so I can't call you to to come back in the program." Well, I had to remind him that I think the one. A one, I think he crashed four times in, in, in yeah. the race, and yeah. ended the race and he had one glove on, so it wasn't pretty too, you know. Exactly. So. so just pipe down there, pipe down there, buddy. <laughs> yes, so, so no, we're better off than that, aren't we? Right. But, uh, um, and yeah, no, he, he keeps me sharp. <laughs> how's uh, how's the relationship with Ricky? I know at times it wasn't great at the end. Uh, how is it now? Mm-hmm. How, how how do you guys see each other? Do you do you talk much or? Yes, you know when I see Ricky, everything is is honestly great. Yeah, and and, and that's cool because. Like I've said to everybody, you know, to spend that amount of time and those many years with the guy, you know, I look forward to where I can hang out and shoot the the breeze with Ricky and mm-hmm. not be worried about, okay, man, and the training, the nutrition, the, you know, yeah. the whole yeah. aspect of every piece of that pie. Yeah. But, um, no, actually, this weekend I, I, I chatted to him for a little while and, uh, you know, everything is good, man. I, you know, I think, mm-hmm. yes. You know, I know in the beginning the transition, it was also tough for him and even for me that many years. And then you move on and then you move to a guy that was his main competitor oh, yeah. for so many years. So I know that was not easy. You know, um, you know what's crazy about Ricky? You, know you know what's crazy about Ricky is he's so freaking competitive. And I think he yeah. probably still is that way in his retired life. And, and I, think if, I think if you wronged RC in 2002, if you wronged him somehow, He'll, he's, yeah. He remembers it, and he'll never talk to you again or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he's that type of guy. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. He is, obviously, you know, he's a racer mentality. We yeah. know that. I mean, look at the success that yeah. he had. It's un- unbelievable. Um, so I think you're right, Steve. I mean, I think some of that, that still is, is in there. And um, and even though I've, I've, I've been very you know, pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. how well he has adapted to, you know, you know, even the commentating and all, and and how what well he does it, he's saying, yeah, he de- he definitely gives a different perspective, which is really cool. Yeah. And also, you know, having been a champion and a rider, so that is great to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, you know, that's the other thing too. When when I think of it, you know, hey, Pat, you know, how many years ago? Like, whew, you know, eleven years, more than yeah, twelve years ago, type of stuff. Yeah. You know, and that yeah. was when you. So yeah, we all. Hope and, and especially from my end that that hey even whatever you know was a little bit negative or whatever in the past and mm-hmm. the competition that that hopefully fizzles out and we can we can enjoy and look at yeah you know what what we did and what happened and and and, and the great times and success I mean geez I still look back to those days and think man that guy when he got on a roll how easy was was my life you know what I mean yeah. and yeah. And I miss that because it's not that easy anymore, <laughs> yeah. you know. You, you know. Yeah. So, um, but it, it's great to chat to him, and and he's still quite a character. I mean, he's got a sense of humor like no other. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he he finds some cool stuff every time I talk to him. Where he'll throw something back that springs a memory that is actually it's really cool. You know. Well, so. who would have ever thought you'd be where you are now with this massive facility and. Tyler Rattray working under you and working with the with the 250 guys and you have all mm-hmm. these success when you came from South Africa to Tallahassee and you're living in a shack apparently somewhere in the property. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have uh, ever thought that, you know? Like what a what a what a life you've made for yourself uh you know with all your knowledge and on all your work ethic, man. It's been it's been great. No. 
thanks. You know, as I say, I, I, there's not a day that goes by that I know that I'm I'm not blessed because I know where it started, and and it was not easy, mm-hmm. you know. And but then hopefully some of that is what I can install on these guys to say, man, you, you, if you honestly if you follow your passion and, and your dream, you can actually get there. You know, yeah. it, it's for sure possible. I know from my end, yes, I came from you know, and I had to, yeah, go through the whole process of even becoming, you know, a citizen in this yep. place, and it's not simple. Um, but there again, you know, I'm totally respectful to the people that also trusted, and even, you know, when you talk to Ricky, and, and even Johnny O'Meara, they, they, Johnny put me and Ricky together. Yeah. You know, he saw something yeah. in me, he saw what Ricky had, and he, and he said, you know, you should, and then Ricky applied himself and said, listen, come over, and Let's, let's see where this can go, you know. Yeah. And I don't, there's not a day that I don't forget or respect that if I hadn't have had that opportunity to do something with it or at least apply myself and grow, yeah, it wouldn't have got to this. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been awesome, and, and I totally respect that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty cool, man, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's neat to see. Uh, well, hey, thank you for the time, Alden. I've kept you a little bit longer than I said, so I appreciate the uh, the, the time and the honesty. And uh yeah, man, this Cooper Webb thing, this is this is turning out to be yeah. awesome. It's it's awesome. Getting back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Uh and, and I'm sure when Zacho comes back and Marv's gonna win some races, it, it is gonna be a great summer and a great great series for you. So man, thanks for coming yeah. on the show. No, thanks, Steve, and thanks again for taking the time to obviously get hold of me. I appreciate you and keep up the good job, man. Thank okay. you. All right, see you all. All the- right, Steve. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That's absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse I mean, you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did 
Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey.